Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Tara. And we're without Jen today. No Jen. Because she's feeling sick. So it's just me and Tara. Yeah. And uh, we'll try to make it interesting. <laughs> because just because we think we're interesting doesn't right. mean you well, You know do. what? I was telling, so, you know, tell me my older brother about the podcast and everything and um, trying to describe to him what we do and everything. And, and uh, I was, you know, trying to, like, put everybody in a category like, uh, everybody doesn't fit in the category, but Jen is definitely color. I told yeah. him <laughs> Jen is absolutely color. I'm the straight man. And I said, Tara, I, I don't, there's, there's not, I couldn't think of the word for you, but I was like, Tara's the one that has all the really thoughtful, like insightful <laughs> comments about Things. I try. <laughs> well, if you ask that one woman, I'm extra. So. You're extra. <laughs> like that one, that one comment we much. got, the one girl, yeah. and the other, and, and then there's this whatever extra girl. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very, I appreciate that that's how you described me. I, I guess that this, this, these podcasts, when I, when I'm given permission to like, have in-depth conversation in my brain like and to and to have an opportunity to to know that whatever i say people are listening to me otherwise the conversation's not going to exist so y'all are you know stuck with me or you can just delete anything i say because you're you know the person that does all the editing but i i fucking love that kind of stuff like i love super like nuanced conversation about very specific things because I don't think that we always get an opportunity to talk like that. Right. And, you know, and I do the same thing on basic stitches, which is slightly less easy because Adam likes to make everything a dick joke, but you know, that's fine too. Um, <laughs> and, well. and more often than not, I will say, and it does not happen here as much as on there. I will say something and I'm like, everything I said was real profound. I'm so smart. Oh my God. Like this is going through my brain. And the Adam will be like, yeah, dicks. You know, I'm like, okay. Like, so, like all right. So I appreciate that you acknowledge that and share that. That's how I feel. Sometimes I'm afraid what I'm saying doesn't make sense. So there's also that, but mm. no. words are hard. Words are hard. Words are hard. And conversation is, um, one of my, one of my um college classmates at walsh her book was released today she wrote a book called stop talking about the weather and it is about having an like honest conversation with people you meet okay and i i have it it hasn't come in the mail yet because i forgot to order it so it'll be here this weekend but i'm like that's just the kind of person i am i just don't have the I don't know how to articulate it as well. That's why I'm not writing right. a book like that. So yeah. here we are. But I also think that, um, no, Jen is never the straight man. You are always the straight man. I am always um, straight man. But you yeah. also definitely have some color. Jen is not bit. the only color here, but it, she's definitely never the straight man. <laughs> no. As as one as 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 a often straight man myself, I get it. <laughs> but, but Jen is yeah. she is never straight man. No. God love her. <laughs> well, we miss um, you, Jen. <laughs> so having said that, um this is episode 116 of Podcast and Death. We haven't said that yet. Um <laughs> And in this episode, we're going to talk about in-death pets. Yes. Uh, this is one of those topics that came to me like in the middle of the night that it might be fun to talk about. And there's nothing on, on the wiki about in-death pets. Like there's no pet like That's category. That's surprising. Be, yeah. Um, so I put it up there for everybody to um, comment 
on, you know, what their favorite pet moments are. And we actually got a lot of we did. comments and most of them were Galahad moments, which I appreciate. But um, one thing, so I wanted to go through the books and try to find as many pet moments as I could, you know? Okay. I mean, I'm not going to write down every single moment any any pet is in the books because she does a lot of when Eve is out or even Peabody or, you know, they're walking around almost in every book you at, there's at least one scene where they're walking somewhere or in a neighborhood and there's dog walkers and she yeah. describes the dogs or whatever. So I didn't put any of those in because I felt like, yeah, that would be ridiculous. So I'm only, so I was only trying to look for those places where there was a pet that had a scene where it was significant yeah. or funny. Yeah. Not just walked by and you right. saw a person with a dog. Yeah. And it seems like there, so I was looking for both the words dog and cat. Every time I looked for cat, it was always Galahad. Almost always. Yeah. And uh, so because she, she doesn't for some she she gave them a cat but really let's be honest Nora's a dog person yeah she gave even Rourke a cat but when she wants to put in a pet for somebody it's almost always a dog yeah that's totally the truth I did not actually know that Nora was a dog person but that makes yeah. sense like yeah. I didn't know that she was a dog person more than a cat person I guess they have no. dogs, um, big ones, and but I can't remember her ever saying anything about having a cat. And she might, I don't know. I mean, there's right. several. I mean, Jen has both dogs and cats. Um, many people have both dogs and cats, and they have other things, birds and whatnot. But um, I can't remember Nora talking about it. And somebody's going to correct me, probably. But... Um, yeah, so it, it did seem like, I mean, not that there aren't cat moments, because there are, but mostly it's dogs, unless she's talking about Galahad. Yeah. Well, Galahad is the star of the series, so. Right. <laughs> and if she's going to put in a significant moment with a dog, it's usually always something that's some kind of comedy relief style thing. Mm-hmm. It's always a funny scene. Not always, but you know. Because sometimes you need something and right. that's all you can put in there without it being too ridiculous. And it makes it very clear that um, Eve is really not a dog person. No, she is not. She is not. Yeah, like, not, you know, you bring it up. Yeah, I do not think she is a dog person at all. No, there's one of the books dark and death where so a lot of people mention this one as one of their favorite dog moments or one of their favorite pet moments in the series this scene in dark and death where uh, she and peabody had to go to a pet clinic and they go into the waiting room of a pet clinic and there's a bunch of dogs in there obviously and at one point eve thinks in her head dogs it says dogs in eve's mind had three basic modes, dangerous, insanely happy, or just insane. <laughs> and she's correct. That's Yeah, that's that's pretty much. This is one of people's favorite in-death moments because right after that, it says, she caught the crazy-eyed look in one about the size of a small horse. Wondered vaguely why anyone would want a dog they could essentially ride around the house. There it is. That's the reason why you'd want a dog that size, right, obviously. Yeah. Eve says, when she made the mistake of meeting those crazy eyes for a split second, it danced its great gray bulk in place, then charged, dragging its squeaking owner out of her chair. Then it says, in defense, Eve slapped a hand to her weapon, but the horse dog covered the ground like a sprinter, heaved itself up, planted its enormous front paws on her shoulders, and lapped its wide, wet tongue from her chin to her hairline in one noisy slurp. 
and the owner's calling the dog and the dog's name is Samson. And an she's saying, name. yeah, <laughs> Samson dog. down Samson. And then he tells, she tells Eve, he doesn't bite. And it says, if he bit Eve thought she would no longer have a face. <laughs> <laughs> and then the owner says, he likes you. Sometimes something just clicks with someone he sees. He's still a puppy. And, says Eve looked into the eyes shining with terrifying crazy love <laughs> a puppy and the owner says he wouldn't hurt a fly you know Samson down he's gentle as a lamb <laughs> <laughs> so Samson you know has instant insta love with Eve Samson's probably a lab <laughs> sounded to me like a great dane he did. He did. Yeah, he did sound like he was more of a great team. I just yeah. have been dealing with the the lab the size of a bus for the last week. Yeah. Marla. <laughs> <laughs> She's 85 pounds. <laughs> yeah. That's a big dog. That's a, that's I, a big dog. I love a big, I love a big dog, though. I get it. Eve, however, does not. She does not. So, um, and you know, the, the trainer is, or the, one of the women at the clinic is telling this, the owner, like, you know, you have to be the alpha and this woman is not being the alpha at all. And when Eve and Peabody go to leave, the dog wants to follow them. And Eve basically turns around and says, sit to the dog and the dog sits immediately and they she turns around and walks away and then here's the assistant going do you see that she's an alpha (laughs) i've only read that book once and so i'm like i love having this remind like this reminder of what of that happening because now it's coming back to me yeah so that's one of people's that's one of the instances that people brought up when we asked them about favorite pet moments. Um, yeah. I so here. yeah. Do you want to just read some? Yeah. Pet I can moments read all this stuff on Facebook. So there's a lot of comments here. Go ahead. From our listeners. Um, Louisa. Magana stone. Um, she said it has to be when Galahad turns up his nose to Eve. Cause he smells her. He smells. She's been with another cat. Um, I was laughing so much in that scene. Yeah, that um, was so. That was shadows when yes. they went to see the adoption agency, and there was a cat that like took a liking to Eve and hopped up on her lap, and yeah, and he was like, "Absolutely not," and walked away from her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was also the this other one, Quincy Adams and Anne Pierce both said um, the socialite with the snow leopard. Yeah, see, that what? one I couldn't find, so I'm not really sure which book what? that is. What book is that? I feel like I should know. And, okay, so not for not for the first time, but at least for the second or third time in this podcast, I'm going to say to the people at Amazon that are in charge of doing the software for Kindle that there needs to be a search feature that searches through an entire collection on Kindle for a phrase. I totally agree. Was that the one with the, the guys are like building there's like the apartment that they're building or the new, new office they're building. I remember her name was Marta, the accountant, Marta, um, Martha. She was an accountant. I think so. Okay. Was, but the, okay. There was a person who had like this white Panther who she was like annoying as hell. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. <gasps> I remembered a thing. Let's see. Something about a cat. So they're going to this person's Candida is the name yeah, of the person. Yeah, she had a dumb name. She was like a socialite or something like yeah. that. And I think it's Peabody. Peabody says something to the effect of, oh, Jesus, that's not a pussycat. And Eve goes, huh? And then 
Eve glanced back. No, not just a cat. A cat. Maybe a lion. A small, small scale, but, or a tiger, or, and then Candida said, a white panther cub. And she goes home and Galahad's like, fuck this. (laughs) Yeah. That character was like trying to pay the woman to not report on all the money she'd spent from her like inheritance or something like that i god it's been i like that book it's just been a while and it says yeah eve she glanced down at a familiar sensation to see the white panther cub rubbing and winding itself between her shins weird so yeah (laughs) i mean i can imagine that galahad was not pleased galahad is not pleased so that was the scene that was like jumping out at me too and they had mentioned it and they they, the socialite with the white what they say a white leopard or something right it was actually a panther cub um so then some of the other ones uh quincy also put uh, when they put the bell on galahad for christmas well yeah um, Stella. All the ones that involve Galahad sniffing other animals on Eve. Right. Because he did the same thing um, in Dark when he, you know, the yeah. when Samson charged at yeah. Eve. And then later and on. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Eve, you know, yeah, he's like, no. And Eve's like, what the hell? Jesus, the dog. Are you kidding me? It was hours ago. I was wearing my <laughs> coat. You can't possibly. And to see, she sniffed her own arm. I absolutely do not smell like big sloppy dog. Besides, it wasn't my fault. He had the crazy eyes. And it says Galahad (laughs) snarled, sniffed her leg, let out a bitter throaty sound. He leaned on me. It was line of duty. So get over it. (laughs) (laughs) She has some pretty intense arguments with her cat. I can relate, Eve. I can relate. (laughs) Um, Let's see um debbie sayer said what the, the she brought up samson um mm-hmm. and then let's see michelle said um i laughed so hard when she heard the assistants called the owner now that's how you be an alpha mm-hmm. and again when she tells peabody in horror he licked my eyeball <laughs> his tongue on my eyeball i remember that uh-huh. <laughs> um and then she said, I also love all the ways in which Galahad has them wrapped around his paw, getting fed by each of them, kibble and extra bowls of tuna or right. strips of bacon, the hissy fits when they've gone on holiday or she's interacted with another cat, the way he headbutts her to wake her up when she has a nightmare, and last but not least, the way he saved her life in Naked in New York to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, Quincy brought that one up as well. And then also, when she said, why don't any of the other main secondary characters have pets? Well, um, they probably do. We just don't know about them. Yeah. So Lynn, Lynn Look said, probably because as cops, their schedule is too erratic. Mm-hmm. Although I could see the Feeney household having a slew of pets. But now that it's just Feeney and, and his wife, they don't bother. I could see Cairo having a cat. Dickie has something odd, mm-hmm. like a python or a macaw. Absolutely has like a, Absolutely. He's, he's a lizard person. He has like a snake or yeah, or a no, bearded he a dragon. He's not or, cool enough. Yeah, he, he's, he's not, not cool, cool enough, enough for, for a, a bearded dragon. Okay, he he no, definitely not cool enough for a snake. Maybe maybe the bearded dragon. Well, you have to be pretty cool um, for a bearded dragon too. That's true. So he has a macaw. <laughs> 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 uh, Okay. Um, and then Michelle also said, um, "I'm not sure that they don't have pets. It's not being mentioned. E- it's not being en- mentioned can easily be explained away by the fact that the main focus is on Dallas and her job. Um, we get Dallas's private life and Bex and Rourke's because they're the lead characters. We get very little of Peabody and McNabb's private life, and even less about everyone else's. I would think it would have come up if Mavis Leonardo." Peabody McNabb or Charles and Louise had a pet, but we know next to nothing about the private lives of the bullpen, Dickie and his colleagues, or Lee Mora. Same goes for Feeney and his bullpen. Right. I feel like, and someone mentioned later, like they 
they bet that Mavis and Leonardo would get a dog one day for for Bella. I feel like Peabody and McNabb want a dog and they know they cannot take care of a right. dog. Because the best parts about any of the dog moments, the, the funny dog moments in the series, is that Eve is always very like, I can't with this dog. Yeah. And Peabody is always like, oh my God, dog. Like she's Peabody always is the like, rest of the world mm-hmm, because yeah. who doesn't love dogs? <laughs> right. <laughs> so Peabody always gets mushy over the dogs. Yeah. But I'm, but she's a responsible adult and knows that they cannot have a dog because she and her partner right. are both cops. And they don't have time. But if Mavis and Leonardo get a dog, that's kind of like them having a dog too. Right? I know now because yeah. they yeah. all going to be living in the same house. Yeah. Yes and no. That's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't, need, we don't need a guest star on this episode, Lily. She's speaking of pets yeah she's we're talking about Um, pets and she wants to be a guest star no more about galahad rescuing eve um oh uh elizabeth burns said when eve and rourke get home from after their honeymoon and galahad is annoyed with them for leaving him behind yeah so to make up with him they give him tuna and salmon (laughs) he really does have him wrapped around his paw yep uh Dana said, in Vengeance, we get to meet Kevin and his cat, Dopey. Yeah, that's the sweetest. And, and then in Survivor, he has a puppy named yeah, Butch. Yeah. In Vengeance, yeah. the the best part about that, and I wrote it down, is that um, Rourke saying to Kevin, I know some people you might like. If that's what you want, I can see about having you stay with them. You can take some time to make up your minds about each other. And Kevin says, Dopey has to go too. And um, Rourke thinks, Kevin would give up his mother with her unhappy eyes and quick slaps, but he wouldn't give up the cat. And Rourke says, of course. That's, yeah. That's very sweet. Um, Dana also brought up promises. Morris gave Amaryllis a droid kitten yes that helps that helps solve the case right because i'd forgotten about that promises right because in that one it's amaryllis's uh partner um yes chloe cleo cleo and um so they set up some kind of a deal where they wanted to get a, a dna sample so they set up this thing where morris asks her to go to Amaryllis's apartment with him and help him pack some things up. And they had already set the cat up with a little like needle that would on his collar that would, if she That's touched right. it, would uh, like stick her in. Yeah. God. It's been a while since I've read that one too. Yeah. So, um, that one's coming up soon, but yeah, he's, he gave her a little droid cat. And that she named it Satchmo. Yeah, Satchmo. So it's it's very it's very sweet. I I should I would like a droid cat. Then I don't have to have a litter box. Ugh. See, that's probably the best part about a droid cat. Right? Yeah. Um Sue said I have lots of Galahad moments. Uh, she mentioned Galahad saved his life. Um mm-hmm. she also said, um, there have been many times when Galahad has been there her nightmares right along with Rourke and um Lynn Lynn look said I was thinking of suggesting this but you beat me to it has any of the witnesses ever had a bird I can't imagine what Eve would do if she came across a pet reptile <clears throat> I don't know yes somebody else because I think somebody else mentioned the bird in the yeah fantasy Quincy responded yeah Quincy responded Parvo would totally have a pet bird. Yes. Um, someone else from the lab probably has a lizard or a bug collection. Mm. Winter has a dog. Winter does have a dog. Yes. That she stole. That she stole. She stole a dog. And then Michelle said, Benny in fantasy had a pet bird. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. in fantasy, um, they find the bird. True heart finds it. And then, um, Trueheart tells her, you know, its name is Mongo and tells her it's a parrot. 
The subject covered his cage so he wouldn't get too excited. And it says, curious, Eve crossed over, lifted the throw inside an enormous bird with wild feathers cocked its head and eyed her and said, hi, how you doing? Want to play? Let me out of here. Want to play? And he says, Jesus. <laughs> and so she she put the throw back on and, and right away the bird says, damn it. <laughs> I, I, I remember that scene. That was a good one. <laughs> That poor bird. He just wants to play. Um, Michelle also said, I feel like Harvo would have something like a snake, turtle, or lizard, or maybe a Komodo mm. dragon, mm. or a 100-year-old land turtle. And I feel like I want Harvo to absolutely have a 100-year-old land turtle. <laughs> I think that that is appropriate. Um, and then Lynn, Lynn Look said, um, I'm sure Bella is going to want a pet in a couple years. What do people think? dog or cat of course by the time bella is four that will be 25 books from today right um <laughs> and then quincy so said bella will get a dog i think and yeah. everyone said yeah michelle rosalia dog um and then book dragon said i'm a day late to this discussion and most of my answers have been taken so i'm going to mention how i love Eve's reaction to DeWinter's dog napping She's both right. impressed and disgusted. Impressed because she appreciates DeWinter standing up for an abused animal. Disgusted because DeWinter did it did so through illegal means. In secrets, when discussing her negative impressions of DeWinter at their lunch, she lists all kinds of things. One is, you stole a dog. But that walks that back and say, oh, but that walks that back and say that one lands on the plus side. Um, yeah, because secrets... See, I don't know that I I don't know that Eve really ever thought that it was not okay for, you know, I don't know that she really thinks that it's a, it's a negative for De Winter because at this point they're just trying to kind of like poke at each other. Feel, you know? Yeah. Well, um, and Eve, Eve is, yeah, Eve is just not sure how she feels about De Winter. And this is, right. this is like a, a kind of like a wrench thrown in her, like, you know, Eve is very much a black and white kind of thinker. So she's right. trying to put, she's trying to put DeWinter in a box. Right. And there's, and this stole a dog thing is like, I can't fit it in into anything, right. any box, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, because prior to, so w when they had this discussion in secrets prior to that, Eve said something to her about, you know, you just seemed like a, like a snob or something like that. Yeah. And DeWinter's like, um, you're wearing $6,000 boots. And he's like, <laughs> no, I'm not. Am I? Like, you know, she's, you know, and then right after that, he says, you stole a dog. And DeWinter's like, oh, for Christ's sake. And Eve says, you stole a dog because it was being neglected and abused and nobody else would do anything about it. You kept the dog. I believe in. I believe in serve and protect. And when somebody, even a dog is being abused, somebody needs to stop it. You did. That's a point for you. And she's like, my dog's a point for me. And Eve says, yeah. <laughs> and maybe Morris has shifted to the other side because I know when somebody's bullshitting me and you're not, and you've been good for him. When I look at it, at him, I'm not going to say otherwise. He's steadier and maybe a part that, and maybe part of that is having you to hang with so so by that time eve had already made up her mind the winner was okay yeah oh absolutely. she was just trying to it was it's kind of it's kind of more like a even somerset thing now between her and de winter than it is anything else i really do think that eve eve just struggles to like fit people where she thinks they belong right and she has to evaluate the situation much differently than other people would because she's not instantaneously comfortable with other people even when even when it's very clear she could be that's just not how she is you know right so that's why we love her and to winter um, named their dog more. sorry to winter named their dog bones which i think is hilarious oh, that's right bones yeah which is the best like yes <laughs> yes right i still love when people name their animals like you know people names like this is my dog chart like this is this is my dog benjamin like my, you know I just well my dog's me. name is lily and she's I looking know. at me very sad 
She's like, what the hell? You keep talking about me, but then we're not going to play. Right. And our previous dog was, was Oscar. Then Caitlin named Oscar. See, I love that. Yeah. The last, the last dog I had when I sold to my mom, which was in like 1999. Um, when we had this dog, his name was Sparky. So, you know, <laughs> it's a very solid dog name. Yeah, that's it. Was it, we did not name him. He was uh, we inherited him from my great aunt, but still. Yeah. Um, and there's one more on Facebook from Jasmine, um, and she says, "When Galahad was first put on a diet, and his reaction to them telling each other that he's already been fed." <laughs> Which book was that? I don't remember. What is the book where she like looks at him and she's like, "I'm going to get you a tiny treadmill." <laughs> it may be that same book probably poor galahad <laughs> yeah galahad has been i, I want to say he's been abused he has not been abused at all he's been quite spoiled yeah so is that all you had on facebook yeah yep yeah, that's all facebook well, on insta um hearts lioness books says does a rooster count as a pet and she's quoting something from uh, I believe it's uh, indulgence when because in in indulgence they went to Ireland for the dedication of that park to Rourke's mother. Oh yeah, that Remember? is indulgence. And uh, the that morning, Rourke's aunt says to Eve, "I hear the cock woke you up," and it says Eve choked on her coffee. What? And her aunt says, "Not that kind of cock." Sinead sent a sparkling look over her shoulder, though, if that's true as well, good for you. I met the rooster. So <laughs> I remember that. That's that, that counts a pretty as a pet. fucking great scene. Yeah, absolutely. So Sham G, Sham, Sham, I don't know, 1913 says when Somerset needed Galahad after breaking his leg, Neve made sure that silly nurse let him spend time with him. One of my favorite moments. Agreed. That was one of the best moments in the series. Mm-hmm. Between Eve and Somerset specifically, yeah. And she also says, oh, and every time Galahad gets jealous of Eve interacting with an animal of any species. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's a highlight always. Jackie Lemon said, when Rourke had Galahad brought to Dallas because he knew Eve needed him during New York to Dallas. Yeah. Which is so fucking smart. Yeah. Um, Even though cats really don't like traveling like that, I'm sure that it was still quite luxurious because of Rourke. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got to travel on Rourke's, one of Rourke's um, private jets and all of that. So it's fine. Right. So Maureen says so many with Galahad and the pet tiger was ridiculous. Oh, we should have brought, we should have um, read these first because um michelle k yeah michelle k is all like that's calculated totally ridiculous lol (laughs) we found it we found it jamie's illustration says of course galahad and his fits whenever eve is around another cat but my favorites are when galahad comforts them uh wally girl says so many i love the older (laughs) dog tink in obsession i don't remember that i didn't i didn't look into that one I can't remember if she's described, but I picture her as a dachshund and Bruno and thankless. I always saw him as a big staffy uh, because they have the best smiles and snuffy from thankless uh, who was owned by poor, poor Mrs. Farnsworth. I didn't want to add him because that's, that's the one where the kid, you know, kind of tortures him like to get Mrs. Farnsworth to do what he wants. And that, that was kind of sad. So I didn't want to think about that. That I don't think about that. Um, she also says, I can't remember which book, but there's a scene in a vet's office where an enormous dog, really a puppy, breaks loose from his owner, charges Eve and licks her face. It has some ridiculous name like baby or honey, but that's Samson. Samson. We already talked about. It doesn't pay any attention to the owner, but does to Eve. And that is an alpha. The vet receptionist informs the hapless owner. Dina says Galahad 100%. Sneaking food when and then acting all innocent, uh, washing himself. But I laugh out loud every time Eve's irrational fear of cows or horses or any pasture animal comes into the story. 
She makes up <laughs> scenarios of how they secretly plan humankind's demise. She is definitely a city girl. Books are another world says, I wish Eve would adopt a dog just to see what the dynamics would be between Galahad and the dog. Well, Galahad would hate the dog completely yeah. from oh, yeah. day one. Galahad so. is, he should be the center of everyone's attention. Thank you very much. <laughs> Michelle Pearson also says when Galahad gets his nose out of joint because he smells other cats. KJ Larson says when Mavis puts, um, or decorates Galahad and he's hiding under the bed and Rourke feels bad for him. K.A. Gavio says when Galahad saved her and naked. And Inga says when Galahad punishes her for having the scent of another cat on her. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of Galahad moments. There's, you know, obviously because Galahad's fantastic and he's, like you said, the star of the book. He really is. Or he thinks he is anyway. I'm not, I'm not mad at the cat being the actual star of the book. Right. <laughs> So we kind of That's mentioned okay. this, but this is a great uh, Galahad moment because this is when um, in Survivor, when Kevin came over and it says, um, Eve remembered Kevin as a scrawny kid about six with ragged clothes and a bony cat in tow. He'd filled out, cleaned up, grown a couple of inches and showed a gap tooth grin as he clutched a pudgy Galahad in his arms. He's fat, Kevin said cheerfully, but he's soft. And he says, yeah, well, <laughs> and says Galahad aimed his dual colored eyes at Eve in a way that promised payback for the indignity. And Eve's like, you don't have to carry him. And Kevin says, I like to. I have a cat named Dopey and now I have a puppy, too, named Butch. Galahad probably like pretended not to like being carried, but probably secretly loved it. <laughs> well yeah you have to i mean you know you yeah, have to pretend like, like you're totally not. Galahad. yeah um now i wrote this down because i just thought it was funny uh in innocent which we just read uh eve and peabody went to eileen ferguson's home to question her about uh craig foster and eileen ferguson says come in at your own risk she stepped back and she's called, I guess, to one of the kids, Martin Edward Ferguson, <laughs> Dylan Wyatt Hadley. She, she didn't shout, but her voice, perfectly pleasant, carried. Settle down right now or I'll dismantle that dog and shove the parts into the recycler. And then <laughs> she says, sorry, coffee. She said to Eve and Peabody and, and Eve says, uh, no. And she <laughs> says, Dogs, a droid terrier mix. I had a moment of complete insanity and bought it for Martin for his birthday. And now we pay the price. <laughs> and it says, but Eve noted that the noise level had dropped. Perhaps at one time or another, other items had found their way into Eileen's recycler. Eileen doesn't fuck around. Clearly. She doesn't fuck around. No. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, here's the thing. Does that dog behaving poorly or the children are behaving poorly and that dog would suffer it's a good thing that's actually a droid <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i don't think she would put an actual dog in the recycler let's well, hope no. not no, no so there's another moment in indulgence and this is uh i i put this down because this is kind of a pivotal moment in indulgence but it happens at the very beginning when they're at the um dedication remember and uh sean's dogs take off running into the woods oh, yeah because that's how he finds yeah the other yeah. body and yeah. um eve you know he he says something about the dogs ran off you need to help me find them and so eve and o'rourke and brian kelly go to find the dogs for with kevin or with uh Sean and Eve says, why are dogs always running off to find something to sniff at pee on or chase? <laughs> and Brian says, every day is a holiday when you're a dog, especially it, when there's a boy in the mix. So yeah, then the dogs found the, um, the dead body of a girl and Eve let Sean help her 
kind of investigate. I remember that. That was a nice one. I'm excited to reread that one too. Yeah. Just frighteningly not as far off as it could be. Um, let's see. There's a scene in Treachery I like because um, it's a little dog, you know, she goes to question somebody and it says she heard the yap, yap, yap of what sounded like a small canine. Then the slide of a bolt, the click of opening locks, the man who opened the door was big, an arena ball tackle big with massive shoulders, tree trunk legs, and brick layer biceps. He gave her a friendly smile as he stood with his bulk, bar- uh, barring the entire doorway. And this is Lila Strong's boyfriend. She says she's looking for Lila oh, that's Strong. that's right, in that little tiny dog. Yeah, it says she shifted her gaze down to the puffball with teeth dancing at his feet. <laughs> puffball um, with teeth. And he says it, it doesn't bite. She, or she doesn't bite. She just wants you to think she's fierce. Bending, he scooped the puffball into his hand and made shushing noises. And he says, Lila, cop at the door. And then later, um, it says, Eve waited until the door closed behind them. Because the guy's so big, she says, you have a dog named Rapunzel that's the size of a well-fed rat. And Lila says, Tick has the dog. She's all hair, so Rapunzel. He takes her everywhere, even to work. And Eve says, what does he do? And Lila tells her, he's a lawyer, a tax attorney. And Eve says, I figured him for arena ball plowing the field. And Lila says, Tick lacks the killer instinct. Sweetest man I've met in all my life. And I don't think you came here to talk about my guy. But I just like love when she puts, you know, in somebody like that, who's like this huge dude. And he's got a little tiny dog. Nothing, nothing is more fun than a huge person with a tiny dog. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In Obsession, there's a scene where she goes to a, looks like an apartment building. And it says, the doorman hustled over to open the door for a woman wrapped in a blue coat with a mile of multicolored scarf wrapped around her neck, an ear flap hat pulled low over her head, and thick mittens on her hands. She had three yappy little dogs, all in plaid sweaters, and to Eve's amazement, tiny boots on leashes. <laughs> That's right, the tiny boots. <laughs> and Eve, you know, she goes into the elevator and Eve says, those dogs had boots. And everybody says, I guess their paws get cold. And Eve says, huh, they do. Who makes tiny dog boots? Who thinks to make <laughs> tiny dog boots? How do you know what size to buy? This is an area with many, many questions. god eve is so fascinating like how do people not love this character (laughs) i know right god she's really great she really is yeah people are fucking dumb and uh so this is the the uh, scene this is from golden that i posted that you posted on facebook um it says as she got out a dog about the size of a football covered in puffy white fur, raced around the glass-walled side of the house to bark like a maniac. Since Eve figured she could have drop-kicked the dog in a, a solid 20 yards through the goalposts, she just gave it a cool stare. Peabody, in contrast, went in, into gooey mode. Oh, aren't you cute? Aren't you the cutest little thing? It's okay, baby. What's your name, baby? <laughs> Eve says, if she tells you, I'll strip naked and dance the hula right here. <laughs> And Peabody says, geez, then I really wish she would. (laughs) So, yeah, in Shadows, Shadows is when, yeah, we talked about it earlier. She went to the adoption agency and there was a cat that took a liking to her. And it says the cat stopped rubbing against Rourke's legs to trot over and rub against hers, then froze, sniffed. He cast one baleful look up at her out of his bicolored eyes before strutting away with his tail straight up in the air. She knew the feline equivalent of the middle finger when she saw it. Rourke <laughs> angled his head as he looked down at the cat now sitting at his feet, aiming lethal stares at Eve. And what's all this? And Eve says, there was a cat. It sat on my lap while we interviewed the cat lady. He's pissed. 
She aimed a lethal stare right back. He'll just have to get over it if he remembers where his tuna comes from. She jabbed her finger at Rourke. And don't say Somerset. (laughs) (laughs) Galahad is the sassiest fucking cat. Yeah, he really is. Like he he's like, oh, absolutely not. Like you yeah. will you will you will pay for your sins. <laughs> and then later on they talk about, you know, having dinner or whatever. Um she says, let's eat something, including pie, and nothing for him until he stops sulking. In response, Galahad shot up a leg and began to wash as if he couldn't care less. She knew better. <laughs> She, she's on to his shit. Mm-hmm. So this one I put in for, oh, for Jen because I know Jen loves Yuri Bardov. Oh, she does. And when they were talking to him at his house, he says, I enjoy my gardens. I get to think, I think to get chickens, the children would enjoy them. I think a puppy, it's time, as old Boris died in his sleep last winter. I think I have... Two years ahead, and I will spend them with the gardens and the children and the chickens. The dog. Two dogs, he said with a nod. We'll get two puppies. I forgot about that, yeah. too. And I'm sure Jen didn't. <laughs> the other great moment in Forgotten is a Galahad moment when she and Rourke were having breakfast, and Rourke kept warning Galahad off of his food. Oh, yeah. And it said... That and happens she all was, the time. Yeah. <laughs> So she was getting ready to leave or she was leaving. And as she left, it says she heard a crash, recognized the sound of the dome hitting the floor. Rourke turned on his heel. Bloody hell. She snickered as she dressed and her efficient, intimidating, brilliant husband rushed out to argue with a cat. So I have never had a cat that like tried to steal my food. I've had cats that are like, I got to know what this is. And they're like this far away from your stuff. But I'll see videos and stuff all the time of cats that like steal pizza and shit. Well, yeah. But Baxter was like, eh. And now he would steal my water. Oh. He'd stick his head in my water glass. Hmm. It's kind of rude. But. Yeah. No, I could be eating like a chicken dinner and he would be very close, but he wouldn't just like try to take it. I could walk away and he still wouldn't try to take it. No, yeah. He tried to sniff it. That that would never happen with my dogs. They would absolutely take it. Well yeah. Dogs, I've never met a dog that would not that was that would leave it, but Yeah. Cats are Yeah, for me, Hoover is the one that does the, you know, most of the taking of food when you're not looking. (laughs) Hoover Hoover likes um hot tea too because he will we have caught him on multiple occasions um if we take it we had to stop taking our teacup and like putting it on like a side table and getting up you know sometimes we would have tea and then we put it on the side table and we get up and go in the kitchen to get something or whatever we had to stop that because he as soon as we left the room he would hop up on the couch and start drinking out of the teacup oh my gosh hoover is a distinguished gentleman (laughs) he really is (laughs) (laughs) so anyway i'm sure there's tons of other really fun pet moments in the series but um yeah it's it's very it's very interesting that there seems to be more dog moments than cat moments or any moments with other pets but i think that other pets like we said it's because nora's a dog person and i i do think that you made a good point um that if there's a dog there's going to be some humor right and in some of these books there's not like you can't put other humor in because it would take us too far out you know right like listen nobody loves nobody loves a good banter moment between eve and peabody more than i do that being said there are moments where i was like i could use an eve peabody banter moment this is getting very serious (laughs) right 
but it also just doesn't fit. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. But I always want those. So, um, you know, so yeah, sometimes you have to find a, a different way of bringing some humor in and, you know, everyone, not everyone, most everyone loves dogs. So. Right. You know, put a yeah, dog at the home of a funny witness. It's or, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like, oh, there's a dog. That's nice. You know, I work in a children's hospital. So, you know, we have, we have service dogs that will come in. Um, Marla, who I watched last week is being trained. We have service dog. Um, I know. I was like, she's psycho. And they're like, it takes some time. I'm like, clearly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, but like, even, and I, you know, there's this poodle that comes like once every couple weeks and i almost always am leaving for the day when they're coming in yeah and i'm always like i can't pet the poodle it's it's working <laughs> he's at work <laughs> and i'm i am leaving work but it's just still nice to see him you know yeah so even when i see the little the little dogs downstairs on my way out the door in the morning cuz they have to bark at me when i leave that's their job right to let zero people know that there's someone in front of their house mm-hmm. um <laughs> i'm like bye guys <laughs> <laughs> jeff will be like oh my dog's bothering you and i was like no they they literally see me they bark i go into my apartment and they forget that i exist until i come back out again there you go and they're nice it's nice to have a little bit of extra life in this house right yeah i mean i know that they're not really in my house they're downstairs but still (laughs) it's kind of like in your house sometimes sometimes they'll run up to my back stairs they just apparently just like to be in that hallway so sometimes i'll hear them back there and i'm like do i open my door and say come in and visit me (laughs) jeff i think is trying to take them outside to go to the bathroom so probably not right yeah no that wouldn't be a good idea (laughs) But everyone loves a dog except apparently Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Eve's not a dog person. And I don't know. I'm sure Rourke likes a dog, but I think Rourke's more a cat person also. And that is like Galahad is the right temperament for them. Yeah. Galahad has the perfect pet for them. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, he is aggressive enough in his like, personality that they don't just have a cat that lays around and sleeps or like has crazy cat time in the middle of the night right like he sleeps when they sleep but he's also like i fucking love food and i'm gonna steal your bacon unless you stop me (laughs) and i'm gonna i'm gonna you know how pissed i am if you pet a dog right so you have your rules and i have mine don't pet other animals absolutely feed me your pancakes like (laughs) every time galahad's like trying to eat her pancakes i'm like can cats have pancakes (laughs) alexa can can cats have pancakes pancakes are considered safe for cats if given in moderation however you should always check with your veterinarian before feeding your pet any new foods Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad that Galahad is going you are so very welcome. and they're not going to hurt him. Oh, Alexa, you're so polite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that even Rourke have pancakes out and it's not a, you know, it's not a hazard to their cat. <laughs> right. No, it's not. <laughs> Just in moderation. <laughs> so... So, you know, probably not the way Evie said. <laughs> no. And swimming. Probably not a lot of syrup. and Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So are we, have we uh, pretty much talked about everything we need to talk about with the subject? Yeah. I think so. Um, It's really sad that Jen's not here because she could add a little bit more color mm-hmm. here, but, um, or throughout yeah, the whole thing but right? 
She'll be here we're bringing, next week. We're bringing hopefully. all the color we have. Yeah, you've got you got all the color that we are able to give at this point. So, uh, how about let's do some podcast business? Let's do it. So we don't have any new patrons, um, but. The one thing I do want to bring up is that we got a new five-star rating on iTunes, which I was very happy about. Hell yes. I like that. Uh, from, <laughs> from Tarzan fan. Tarzan fan okay. 60, a fan with a PH. Anyway, thank you for listening. Tarzan fan, thank you for the five-star rating. Um, thank you. They say, I love the in-depth books by J.D. Robb. I'm constantly rereading or listening to them. I happen to search in death in podcasts while I wait for the next release. And I found this. It's not a super professional podcast in that there are background noises and such, but the content is so awesome. I don't care. So nice to know that there are other people out there who have built their lives around this universe. Funny, irreverent, but knowledgeable. I highly recommend. So that's oh, one of you. the best reviews we've gotten, in my opinion. Yeah. It's fantastic. So again... That was a delightful review. Yeah. So, Tarzan fan, thank you so much for reviewing you. our uh, podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Next week, like we said, hopefully Jen will be with us again. And uh, hopefully we will do Creation and Death. Have you read that now? Have you like, I'm, I'm partly into it. So (laughs) you're like, I'm, I can, I can do it. It's fine if I don't. Well, no, I mean, I have the whole week to read it, finish reading it. And I also have, yeah, but I, I'm on like chapter seven. So I need to actually sit down and read it because what I've been doing is kind of like listening here and there as I do chores or whatever, you know? So I, I really do need to sit down and, and listen to it, you know. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll all do that. And hopefully next week you will have our review of Creation Creation. Death, which should be a good one. That's an intense it's, one. It's a, yeah. yeah, it's really intense. And that this is one of those that one of the things I really dislike is like the torture scenes. I don't like that. And that's what this is all about. So yeah. um, it's, it's hard. It's I hard don't think to. this is anyone's favorite book mm. in the series i yeah i don't know I there wrong. might be somebody out there who this is their favorite, someone but um which is fine yeah it's it's a good if book. you like creation and death fine yeah if you like creation <laughs> fine um so <laughs> and i think after that so the new book is coming out on the sixth correct yeah, we said that. Yes, but we're not going to review it until next month. Yes, because the sixth is next Tuesday, and I will not have time to read the whole thing in a few hours before we record. Yeah, me either. So our schedule may change a little bit, but um, we we plan on doing the newer book in first of, first part of October. Yes. And then doing Eternity by uh, Halloween. So you all have our Eternity episode on Halloween, and that should be fun. Um, yes. So, and the rest of it will work out. Oh, yeah. I really need to talk to some people and get some it's people. Fun. We have a we have a episode coming up where we're going to be interviewing one of our listeners. Um, I really need to contact some other people and get some more guests in so i really need to get on that and um the only other thing i have that's kind of fun is i don't know if i told you and jen this but um i under so we have a paypal for podcast and death it's mostly because we have the patron funds go into that paypal account right um i so anything any expenses for the podcast come out of that paypal account so what i did was i used that paypal account and i became a patron of romancing the shelf 
Nice. <laughs> so on this last episode, they kind of gave me a shout out, like, you know, AJ from Podcast and Death is now a a patron. Um, it's really Podcast and Death that's patron, but um, you know, because we wanted to, them to get to their stretch goal and be able to read the next couple books in the series. Yeah. So, um, oh my God! Yes. Yeah. So if you're, if you're listening to us and you haven't listened to them and you're a fan of, uh, Nora Roberts books, absolutely listen to Romancing the Shelf. Um, if you can become a patron of them and they'll, that'll give, get them closer to their goal and their goal once they reach it is they'll read the next two episodes of the In Death series and that should be fun. Um, and it goes without saying that we want you to be a patron of ours if you would like to, <laughs> if you can do that. I know like for some people money's tight, but if you can, that'd be awesome. You get some, you know, if you donate or if you become a patron at the lower level, which I think is like four or five dollars, um, you get to show early if I have done early. And you also get a... um extra episode that we do every week we call the briefing room and it's really just us being stupid uh for like a half hour or so <laughs> talking about dumb stuff <laughs> um this week on the briefing room we talk about how um aiden turner is my rourke and i don't give a fuck what any of the rest of you say yeah that's what we talk about she doesn't and um <laughs> <laughs> so if you become a patron at the $8 level, you get some swag, you get some stickers. And I think if you're with us for nine months, you get a mug. And if you're with us for a whole year, you also get a t-shirt. So that's fun. That's fun. And, you know, if you can give us a five-star review on any of the platforms that you listen to this on, that would, we would really, really appreciate that. That helps other people find us. And I think that's it. Find us on all of your social medias. If you want to interact with us, suggest some topics for the show or whatever you can find us on any of the social medias, just search for podcast and death, or you can go to our website, podcastanddeath.com. All of our links are there to all of our social media. We have also a link on there to our store. We do have a merch store. We haven't mentioned that for a while, but we have a merch store. Yeah. We have t-shirts and mugs and stuff like that there. Um, you can send us an email at show at podcastanddeath.com or you can call the number. The number is 205-476-2753. And that spells out 2054 Rourke. And I think that's it for this episode I of Podcast you, and Death. So. I think you covered it all. I, hopefully. Um <laughs> Get well soon, Jen. So yes, that we Jen, can get well soon. Record the next episode with you. So we have our color back. <laughs> so there were not like yeah. shades of gray. We were kind of fifty <laughs> shades of gray today, but um Um <laughs> uh, But yeah, that's it for this episode of Podcast and Death. So for Podcast and Death, this is AJ. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast In-Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death 
on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROURKE. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you.